Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Wild Manifestations podcast. I'm your host. I'm Heather Ione. I am a spiritual life coach and a manifestation teacher. And in this podcast, we talk all about manifestation and the law of attraction, how we can incorporate the law of attraction into our lives, how we can understand it better, learning new manifestation techniques and lessons. We also talk about doing a lot of inner work to improve our mindset and our emotional state. That way we are actually in the frequency of what we want to manifest because when we feel better, we have more success with manifestation. We talk about overcoming different limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck and preventing you from creating that life that you want to create for yourself. And lastly, we talk about raising our energetic vibration through different lifestyle and wellness practices. And today's episode is all about how we can raise our energetic vibration a little bit more because I realized back when I really immersed myself in the law of attraction when I was 19 years old and I committed myself to understanding it and using it and figuring out how I can actually make it work for me, I realized that the more I took care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and all of these different aspects, the more I was able to manifest. And that's when I really started getting more interested in health and wellness and all of these other things, because I realized that they all just go hand in hand. So today's podcast episode, I am interviewing a good friend of mine, Michelle. And Michelle is someone who is extremely passionate about nutrition, about raw veganism, about juicing, all of those things. And I met her through my chiropractor. She works at the chiropractic office that I go to. And I started talking to her um, when she got a job working there and we just instantly connected and I would stand there. I would go in for an adjustment for like five minutes and then I would end up standing there for about an hour <laughs> talking to her, asking her all sorts of questions because I was just so intrigued with her lifestyle and she knew so much about food and going plant-based and veganism and even just the food industry in general. Like she knows things that most people do not know about like the meat industry and oh my gosh, all sorts of things. She is just so, so, so knowledgeable. And I feel like she has read every single book about health and nutrition I've like ever heard of. So I really wanted to have her on a podcast episode and ask her things about veganism and juicing because I know that these are topics that me and my friends have so many questions about. When you are used to eating a traditional American diet, you're not used to being plant-based. It seems kind of foreign to you. We just have so many questions. So I wanted to have her on that way I could ask her pretty much every single question that came to mind about going vegan and how we can actually make that shift in our life if you're feeling the call to go vegan and also asking her questions about juicing because I feel like that's just something that is like so foreign and trendy and confusing and a lot of people don't understand. So we're going to talk about all of that and of course many other things. We're going to talk about manifestation. We're going to talk about spirituality, all that kind of stuff. I feel like she was holding back a little bit because on this right when we wrapped up this podcast episode, oh my gosh, she blew my mind with so many different 
pieces of spiritual information that I've never heard before, sharing with me all sorts of mystical information. And Michelle has become a good friend of mine where I can just talk about all of those really deep spiritual beliefs and mystical experiences and things that I don't necessarily get to talk about with a lot of people. And I feel like she is definitely someone that is an expander for me. And she's just really opening up my eyes and shifting my perspective in so many different ways about food, about spirituality, about relationships. So of course I had to have her on today's podcast. I have to have all my friends on this podcast because they're just such amazing women. So Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for pressing play. I really hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. And if you do, please make sure to share it with your friends on Instagram and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so, 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 so much to me. I really want this message to get out to as many women as possible about manifestation, about doing the inner work, about raising their energetic vibration, because I want as many women as possible to really feel empowered and to realize that they can become a deliberate creator of their life. So please help this podcast get out to people who are really craving this message right now and who it would really help. That would mean so, so, so much to me. And remember to get in touch with Michelle on Instagram and keep up with her. I love following Michelle on Instagram because her aesthetic is just You know those people you're friends with on Instagram and you're just like totally vibing with every single photo that they post and it just makes you so happy? That's Michelle for me. She's always taking photos of her raw vegan food, her pizza, her cinnamon rolls, things that you never even thought you can do with raw vegan food. It's so, so, so cool to follow her on Instagram. So anyways, with that being said, let's get into today's podcast interview. So glad I caught that. All right, we'll take two. <laughs> it's this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, take welcome two. back. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here in this awesome environment with your crystal. Yes. Your, your essential oils. <laughs> do you feel comfortable? We're I good. Do. I love it. Yeah, the vibe is good. Yeah. So we just started recording and then I realized that it was not recording and the mic was on mute. So I think, you know, I think we're good to go this time. Yeah. (laughs) The first question that I ask everyone who's on this podcast is what is the most wild thing that you have ever manifested? I really love this question because... I first thought about the things that were the best things. And then I was like, well, no, really the craziest thing I've ever manifested is something totally about happiness and nothing to do with 
productivity or right yeah nothing like status exactly Mm -hmm. it was just a fun little story in my life that was so crazy um I was 15 or so in in high school and in I'm I grew up overseas and so we always taxied to school every day we had a taxi guy that would bring us the same guy and then we would always drive through town and there was always this yellow sports car that I really loved and I just kind of had my attention kind of drawn over to that Mm-hmm. And I um, never thought anything else about it, except for one day, our taxi driver showed up in that sports car to mm-hmm. pick us up. And I was just like, what is this? What? How did this even happen? Yeah. And he had, his car had broken down or something, and he just had borrowed his friend's car, and his friend actually owned that car. Mm-hmm. And so for this one time in my life, I got this ride from yeah. the yellow <laughs> sports car. That's so And that cool. was so cool for me because it wasn't like a fancy sports car. It just kind of caught my attention. Right, and, and it was it that was specific one life. that you thought of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like so many people, they don't think manifestation is real necessarily because mm-hmm. they don't like – actively and intentionally try to manifest something, but Mm -hmm. we're manifesting things all the time, even if we're not necessarily doing a whole practice. Right. I think the key is everybody is good at manifesting. Yeah. We just don't realize that we are manifesting all the time. Yeah. It's just that we don't like what we're manifesting because we don't realize that we're doing it. Right. Yeah. Everybody's really good at bringing in everything in their life. Oh yeah. We're all excellent manifestors. We just don't always do it on purpose. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like that (laughs) random yellow car. And then the other thing that I manifested that was so bizarre was one day I was just leaning against the doorway to my sister's bedroom and I was telling her how much I wanted this black robe that I was going to look up that I wanted it to be a long sleeve mid thigh wrap around thing and just have enough room that I could wrap it all the way around me and tie it. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me with these like, like weird eyes. And she just said, Michelle, I have that exact robe in my closet and you could have it. <laughs> and I just had no idea that she had it. She'd never even worn it in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't use it anymore. And it was just this, as soon as I verbalized it, it was already there. Right. Yeah. In fact, two feet away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I actually, I've manifested a couple things like that too. That little like Buddha head that's sitting behind you. Um, that was actually on like a a couple different Pinterest boards that I had and I had seen it online and it was just like, sort of in the background in these pictures and it looked so beautiful on these altars and I was like trying to manifest my dream life and like those photos just made me feel very spiritual and then I ended up moving to Florida which was the number one thing I was trying to manifest and I was just walking around in downtown St. Augustine in this little shop and the owner is like always leaving and traveling to bring back all these like trinkets and Buddha statues and clothing and all this stuff from all over the world. And I bought it and I didn't even realize that it was the same one that I had like looked at and admired in all these photos for years. And then all of a sudden I just had it and I like looked back at these photos and I was like, oh my gosh, I bought the Buddha head. That's That's so weird. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I know exactly the store that you're talking about because we were just there. Oh, really? Oh, it was a Grace's Gallery? I don't know the name of Mm -hmm. it, but it was, we looked in the window and saw all these cool things from all over the world. Yeah. It was closed. Yeah, yeah. They have two different locations and uh, I just love that store. Every time I'm back in St. Augustine, I go there. I forgot you guys just went to St. Augustine. That's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's so cool that you wanted to manifest going to Florida. I feel like I didn't know that about Oh, it. really? Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest thing I wanted to manifest was a move to Florida. And I was like dead set on that. Mm-hmm. And I did a visualization practice every night for three months about moving to Florida, mm-hmm. among other things. And then five months into this, my mom gives me a call when I was at school. I was going to the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, so your dad has been like interviewing with this one company and they want to hire him for a GM position at one of their dealerships in Florida. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, oh, yes. I was like so happy. And like wow. that was one of the most profound moments of my life because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually real. And the only reason why I'd done those visualization practices was to make me feel better, mm-hmm. not even necessarily to make it happen in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. But it really happened. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's uh-huh. so cool. Yeah, I didn't know that you lived in Peru either. I just learned that. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so funny. <laughs> so do you have any like favorite manifestation techniques that you use? I do. I think it's really about creating around you an atmosphere that you really enjoy, a life mm-hmm. that you love, and staying in a state of being that you love. And when you're in that state, often you will attract things that want to be with you. Mm-hmm. So what I do now is raw foods, a get in the sunlight a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that really helps me just changes my entire day. If I get yeah. sunlight, I am in bliss. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that a lot in the city that I used to live in before. So right. really, oh, yeah. I really notice it when I'm in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then fresh air, fresh, pure water. So those three things, the sunlight and fresh air and fresh water, we I call those like the angels, like the angel mm-hmm. of light, the angel of water, the angel of air. Mm-hmm. And then essential oils always. Oh um, yeah, that's lots huge. Lots of crystals around me, mm-hmm. and I think noting too, high quality energy healing sessions with crystals are awesome. Yeah. And then um, meditation. Ho'oponopono is a mantra that I've been doing a lot in my life. I hear a Have lot of that? people explaining. Okay, so mm-hmm. can you explain that to people who haven't heard of that before? Yes, it is a mantra. The Original mantra is, please forgive me, I love you, thank you, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And you can organize those in any way that you want to. So mm-hmm. if it's, I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. Yeah. Any way that you want it. But it's releasing, taking responsibility for anything happening in your life, mm-hmm. releasing it, saying thank you to the universe for being forgiven for it, mm-hmm. and then letting it go. Yeah. And they do mantra 108 times. You can listen to it over and over and again every morning. Mm-hmm. They also have a prosperity prayer, which I really love. Mm-hmm. And then they also have the original prayer, which I really love, which is just kind of a few more words around the whole concept to help you really understand it. Okay. And so I really like those things because it's taking responsibility for what's in your life. And when you do that, you can actually be the creator of your life. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. You just summed up what I do so perfectly (laughs) (laughs) because it's not all about the manifestation techniques. Like some people, they can do manifestation techniques 24 Mm seven, but really it's about your energetic vibration. 
And like the real change that happened in my life was when I completely started working on like my mindset and changing the environment around me and like using essential oils and like putting crystals around my house and like doing all these tiny little things to change my habits and change my energy. And that is actually what led me to manifesting the life that I wanted, the life that I dreamed of because I raised my energetic frequency. And that goes beyond your manifestation practice. Mm -hmm. And that's why I coach people too, because it's like you, you do have to take a look at your habits and your mindset. Like you do actually have to change those things if you want to change your life. Yes. You have to change the things in your life if you want your life to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I would add on to that um, things that I do now are just the frequency of music that I listen to. Mm. I just play a lot of 432 hertz music in the background. Yeah, yeah. 528 or those things. I really think it makes a difference. Only that I've noticed when I listen to now regular music, I'm just like, oh, I don't feel good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I would rather listen to this boring (laughs) music in the background. It makes me feel so much better. Uh Because my life is slowed down. My mind is slowed down. My mind isn't going in a million directions. It's not chopped up every four minutes to end. I much Mm -hmm. rather prefer like longer songs that just kind of are drawn out and go into last forever in the background than I do really like uh, conventional music or whatever Yeah. I love that you said that. I've been using those like so frequently yeah. now, especially when I'm doing Reiki and meditating. Yeah. I just find them on YouTube too. It's mm-hmm. so easy. Yeah, so easy. Mm-hmm. And then the other things, I like what you said about the habits because it's also things that I don't do. Yeah. Like, um, I would say that watching TV, drinking alcohol, and drinking coffee are three things that are didn't serve me. Mm-hmm. And so when I stopped doing those, I felt better yeah myself even netflix just getting sucked into oh yeah uh show after show after show <laughs> and then you, all you're doing at work is you're thinking about the show or right all you're doing is talking about the show yeah and it was just like and some people do that with the news they're just oh their yeah mind is like so wrapped up into that and those things don't have any energy that's going to serve you in any kind of way to get you to where you want to go so mm-hmm even though it's weird to just say I don't watch TV, I don't even own a TV in my mm. house. <laughs> Those things really did make a big difference too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember the summer I stopped. Um, there was like a summer where I stopped watching Netflix and eating junk food and online shopping. And that was like the most pivotal moment of my life because that's when I dove into my spirituality Mm -hmm. and that's when like I started meditating Mm -hmm. and like that's when I really got into essential oils and I grew so much because of that time period and it's funny like people are just like well how do you make time for that and I'm like I just stopped watching Netflix (laughs) like it's so simple so much time in the world oh yeah you have all the time (laughs) I wake up feeling refreshed because I didn't stay up super late yeah doing nothing but Mm -hmm. watching tv yeah and you read I read a lot more books I read Mm -hmm. almost a book every two weeks Mm -hmm. you know and that's I mean for me when you if I'm a tv watcher or a Netflix watcher, mm-hmm. I would read maybe a book every six months. Right. Um, yeah. If that, like know, some people, I, I know one person that's like, my goal is to read one book this year. I was like, oh boy. 
right? Exactly. Just one. I was like, okay, I'm ramping up my goal to 24. Yeah. Yeah. My goal this year is one a month. Yeah. And I think I'm going to surpass that but yeah. I set my goal for one a month and I right yeah aim low. low so you can achieve right. high right yeah and yeah. I'm learning so much uh it's it feels pure it feels simple it feels whole mm-hmm. like wholesome and I'm not reading trash magazines right and getting caught up in people's stupid lives who even cares like why do we pay right. attention to any of the celebrities it right doesn't even matter yeah yeah they don't affect your life right <laughs> <laughs> So just let it go and stop, like, enrich your own life. Right. I mean, my sister during the quarantine, when she had all this time on her hands, she started building furniture. Yeah. You know, I started making <laughs> macrame wall hangings. You yeah. can really learn skills when you have the time, but TV is right. a time sucker. Mm-hmm. It's a time. It's like a vacuum. Vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really does hoard that's the word I was looking for Mm. and want to take away and steal your time right your sleep yeah yeah absolutely yeah it does deprive you of so much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh I love that I love all those tips yeah that was so awesome (laughs) that's what I do in my life when I was first changing my life the things that really changed my vibration were documentaries that I would watch um, when I first went plant-based and then I, when I switched over not using chemicals, I feel like that really changed my mm. life a lot too. So I stopped yeah, using yeah. chemical products and shampoos and cleaners. Yeah. And, and was then, that like at the same time, like you were trying to raise your, so mm-hmm. like the, I'm like really excited to talk to you today because I love how like you approach like going vegan and like nutrition and diet and stuff mm-hmm. like that from like a super spiritual perspective and I've never really heard people talk like that before. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested, like, what led you down this path of, like, becoming vegan, becoming plant-based, um, like, juicing and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Like, how did all this come about? Yeah, I started um, when I watched a documentary. Um, it was called Forks Over Knives. And I really was thinking for longevity purposes, for not... They talked about cancer and chronic illnesses, and I thought, I can cut out meat for that reason. You know, Mm -hmm. I I resonate with what this documentary is saying. Yeah. And so I went vegetarian, and, you know, the first week, I messed up, like, three times. Right. And there was chili that someone gave me or lasagna, and Mm -hmm. three times. The next week, I was like, oh, I only messed up two times. And then the third week, I messed up one time. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it went, like, a whole period of time. And then... It just became more less and less frequent as I made more and more conscious decisions to make substitutions in my life mm. that my pattern of eating was changed. Mm. Like my daily eating pattern, which everybody has one, they just don't realize it, yeah. is one way. And then you just have to consciously change that way for like a month. And then it's actually harder to change it back to your old way mm. than it is just to keep on going with whatever yeah. pattern that you've yeah, made. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the same as a habit. Yeah. So I just made it a habit to eat plant-based and, um, and this was all spurred on from a documentary that you watched. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then after that, I cut out, uh, dairy after a couple months. I remember I was one month in and then I was like, Oh, I can cut out dairy. Uh huh. And then when I cut out dairy, my health drastically took a turn for the better because yeah. I was constantly sick. I was sick like mm-hmm. six or seven times a year. Right. And I would stay sick for a couple weeks each yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And then I cut out dairy and realized that my 
my, my mind started putting together all the big picture that my inflammation was happening because of dairy. Mm -hmm. And then I would get sick because you have this only a certain level of inflammation that your body can handle before it pushes it all off, which is what we call a healing crisis or cold and flu-like symptoms. Yeah. So you get your snotty nose, your cough or your throw up or your body purges in whatever way. Right. And then you what? so I was constantly, every time I would get sick, then would spur on a big asthma attack because asthma was the illness I had from five to 23. Right. So then I would get a big asthma attack. And then it wasn't until I got on really extensive medications, more than the daily medications that I was taking, mm. I would have to get on more emergency asthma medications to stop that kind of chronic asthma attack that would yeah. last for days. Right, right. And then I would also have exercise induced asthma that even though I went dairy free, that was more neurological. It's more nervous system related, your lungs mm -hmm. and those uh, thing, yeah. <laughs> alveoli in your lungs. I don't, I don't know what they're, they're called. called. Yeah. <laughs> um, those really respond and open up and close depending on your nervous system. So okay. my exercise induced asthma was definitely more nervous system related. And mm. so as I began to heal my body and soothe my nervous system and heal my adrenal glands, and uh, release more and more inflammation in my body. The exercise-induced asthma, which was only for a period of 30 minutes after I right, exercise, yeah. that slowly started to become less and less, and I stopped depending on exercise inhalers. Mm. And then I started switching that to an herb that worked just as well. Yeah, <laughs> what amazing. herb was it? Um, it's a formula. It's called Spasm Calm. Okay. And it has a lot of cayenne pepper. When you put it in your mouth, you're like, Oh my God, this is the worst. It just uh -huh. burns. But it has other herbs in it too, but they're mm -hmm. all just made to help your body just to relax for those times in your life when you really are like yeah. more, when your body is just kind of tense. Mm -hmm. so, oh, wow. That's so interesting. I love that, that you said that because dairy is like, it causes so much inflammation. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of that until I started, I got my coaching certification at IIN. Have you heard of IAN? Is it Institute of Integrative? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I went there and I was just amazed at how like so many of the lectures were about the inflammation that's caused from dairy. Mm -hmm. And like when people give up dairy, like all of the crazy health benefits that they end up having because all everything that was happening to them was a reaction from them eating too much dairy. Yeah. And now that you tell me this, I'm wondering if it played a role in my life too, <laughs> because Definitely. I would get like from, I think I was nine or 10 was when I had my first sinus infection mm -hmm. and it lasted, I, got, I would get one every single year. It was always in September mm -hmm. and it would last two to three months. And I would be like severely extremely sick mm -hmm. and people like when I tell them that they actually don't believe me and they think I'm making it up like I remember Matt didn't believe me when we started dating when I told him how sick I got and oh thank you <laughs> and then I got super sick and all my friends would be like oh like you weren't lying <laughs> like you actually do have like the plague right now and I think it might have been because like I just ate so much cheese and like so mm -hmm. much dairy. Like I would drink like a gallon of milk a day and I'm from Wisconsin. So I was like a cheese head. So like we would just eat cheese, like nobody's fucking right. business, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cheese, it was a big deal. Right. I, 
I see what you're saying there. I think I had a similar experience. I would get sick at the same time every single year. Yeah. Among a couple other different times, but it was a right, virtual right. one right in October. Mm-hmm. And my doctor finally, which he was just a school doctor. He was just like, oh, you came in here exactly this time last year. Yeah. You know, asking for antibiotics. Do you think this is an allergy? Because mm-hmm. it could be ragweed. It could be, you know, the mm-hmm. pine. It could be something that's blooming at this time. Right. And I think what the body does is if you have a certain threshold of right. inflammation, exactly, then you add on an additional inflammation, which is the pollen or the allergy that yep. you have, and your body will raise, and it has to have a line of detoxification. Everybody has a line. Mm-hmm. Where their body either has to detoxify or dies. Yeah. And so when you're always teetering over that line, you're always getting sick because yeah. your, your inflammation is so high that you just go up and then you your body detoxifies and you go right below the line. Yes. And you keep on eating cheese and dairy or meat <laughs> or all the things or the junk food. And then you go up and your body detoxifies. And so when you go plant-based, if you do it the right way by going whole fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, water, things like that, mm-hmm. not going processed plant-based, which right. is yeah. in our world today, your body just lowers that line of inflammation. And so mm-hmm. then you're not constantly teetering over that sick, well, sick, well, sick, well line. Right. So that's oh, what I found out. In I life. love the way that you explain that. And that's exactly what happened to me. It was whenever my allergies would pick up, then I would get my sinus infection. It was always September or October for me too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also moving to Florida got rid of that for me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have like I was outside, I was in the sunshine, like mm-hmm. all of the things that would affect me. Like I was just so much healthier when I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So I'm also wondering like for people that are kind of more intrigued about going vegan, mm-hmm. but they're scared and it seems like this like really big, crazy thing. How did you go vegan? Because it it sounds like you you made that transition like pretty smoothly. Like mm-hmm. there were a couple times you're like, ah, oh, I messed up. I made mm-hmm. a mistake. But right. like, how did that transition mm-hmm. look like for you? I, um, I didn't beat myself up about the times when I messed up because I was just learning how to create the habit of eating that way. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would get inspiration through outside sources, people mm-hmm. who are already doing it, whether that's YouTube, Instagram, documentaries, movies Mm -hmm. get inspiration of how they do it or get on a pinterest board that's all vegan recipes like Mm -hmm. i have a pinterest board that's like 900 vegan recipes that you oh my gosh wow i need to be on that pinterest board (laughs) so there are all these things that you can do just to give you ideas i mean pinterest is awesome Uh for giving you ways to save these recipes to go back to Mm -hmm. um so i would say that that was the first thing is you kind of have to get an inspiration. You can do that. Inspiration comes in several ways. Mm-hmm. You either change your unconscious life by repetition or you change your unconscious life by hypnosis, which mm-hmm. happens from age one to seven, or if you go to a hypnotherapy session mm-hmm. or it happens through what I would call like the lightning bolt effect where it's like something radically shifts in your life and boom, your life is in a different direction from then on. Mm -hmm. That is not always the case. So people have to go the the repetition route where you repeat to yourself the life that you want. Most people do have to do the repetition route. Yeah. For me, watching that documentary and then hearing from Dr. Robert Morris on YouTube about his teachings on raw food 
where my life, it was actually a lightning bolt shift. Right. From then on, I became the, like, I was a norm, I was in a health promotion. Mm. I was the standard, like, I don't even know. I didn't, I guess I didn't want to be a naturopathic doctor at the time, but I, mm-hmm. I shifted to wanting to be a naturopathic doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very medical minded, very medical directed. Really? That's I was so very, interesting. Uh, analytical about all things health and even though I was incredibly sick at the same time. Right. But I thought I was eating perfectly because right. I was eating my, you know, whole wheat turkey <laughs> instead of, you know, and I was eating right. it with like some lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. And I was exercising four times a week. You know, I was doing Yeah, all you're the like, things. I'm doing all the things doing you're supposed to do. I got that slice of lettuce. Yeah. Instead of the whole cheese, I'm doing low fat. You know, right. Yeah. Right. I switched to diet soda. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, I'm putting, I'm, if I'm eating a salad, even though it has ranch on it, you're eating your salad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was doing all those things and I was still sick and I didn't even connect the dots at all together until right. I started to, until I watched that documentary and then my mind radically shifted. And then when I actually cut out dairy and noticed the inflammation shift in my body, my immune system felt stronger. My whole life, my immune mm. system felt weak. Mm-hmm. And I remember actually even one time breathing deeply for the first time at age 23. I remember wow. my lungs taking a full breath and me being like, oh, I don't think my lungs have ever reached that capacity Oh my before. gosh, that's so, so cool. So when I started to feel the body changes, mm-hmm. but it all happened first from a lightning bolt shift. And then it was like, and then I started making the aha moments afterwards. Yeah. A lot of times, sometimes you just have to start somewhere because the consciousness of the food will help you shift your thoughts. Mm-hmm. The vegetables and fruits have their mind of their own and they begin to give you awakening ideas as you're eating them. So you just yeah. like, sometimes have to just eat a lot of them for a right. while. I have noticed that. Yeah. Like people do tend to say that like their whole life begins to switch when they start eating the food. Like it changes their mindset because they're eating like high vibe food. And I just thought that that's like so crazy that it has the capability to do that to you. Yeah. Super powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I would say start out by crowding out your plate with fruits and vegetables. Like Mm -hmm. if you're still going to eat something like a piece of pizza, Mm-hmm. instead of making your whole meal pizza mm-hmm. eat a huge salad first and then maybe you only have one piece of pizza at the end and you still feel super satisfied but you didn't make your whole meal six pieces of pizza you actually yeah. ate a lot of fruits and vegetables beforehand I love that idea that's so smart and so simple yeah. like just crowd out like make yourself full on those other things and, and then, then you don't the feel like you're neglecting yourself depriving yourself is right. what I should say and you know? then you just slowly begin to more and more times more and more days I have plenty of friends that have told me this that they started doing that and then they said I'm going to eat plant-based Monday through Friday and only eat chicken on the weekends or only eat meat on the weekends and then mm-hmm. a couple of weeks in they're like chicken doesn't even taste good anymore <laughs> and they stop and they go full on you know? yeah uh-huh. so it really does it really is about eating large amounts of fruits and vegetables, your palate will change, your mindset will change, and mm-hmm. then the rest will just kind of snowball from there. Right. When I started doing that, I mean, everything snowballed. I I immediately stopped wanting to use chemicals on my body. That's when I switched over all of my shampoos, mm-hmm. like wanted to switch over all of my makeup, any skincare products. 
started using essential oils for perfume instead of yeah. uh, spray on perfumes, wanted to cut out, stopped completely actually my medication for the mm. first time in 23 years. Oh, that's a big one. And that's a great story too. My mom, I remember calling her on the phone being like, hey mom, I think I can stop my asthma medication. And she was super afraid because the first time I had done that was kind of quietly on my own. I was like, I think I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) And I stopped taking it. And that was my first Uh hospitalization. Oh, wow. But in the hospital, it was an extremely large medical bill that my parents ended up having to pay. And then because I was still under their care, I think I was 20, maybe at the time. Yeah. And then so two years later, my mom's like, I don't think you should do that. (laughs) (laughs) Reasonably said she was super uh, aware of my life. And I was like, mom, now that I know the source of what was creating my asthma, Mm -hmm. I can cut it out because I know that if I continue to eat this way, I'm never going to have those problems anymore. And I was like, but if I go back to eating the way I used to eat, I will have to start taking the medication again. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of choice because I know what's creating it now. Mm-hmm. And now that I am eating this way, I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, well, I'll just go to a doctor and get an approval. So I went and I did it under a doctor. He approved that I could stop my medication. And then I haven't taken it to this day and it's been wow. seven years. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And it was an inhaler steroid. Yeah. So those things over long-term medication is really ridiculous at this point with the pharmaceutical company is that they studied it for six months mm-hmm. and then they put it on you for life, but they don't yeah. have any studies past six months of right. what it does to your lungs. <laughs> so I'm really glad that I'm not taking that. And it was yeah. also $200 a month. Yeah. Medication. Oh my gosh. That's a huge bill. That's mm-hmm. a car payment for some people. That's, right. you know, their whole grocery bill for some people. Like yeah. that's a lot just to add on being medication and me and my mom, I by myself had a little ceremony of trashing $400 worth of medication Wow! four years later. And then my mom did, she had actually purchased some medication um, out of fear that my prescription was running out. She was like, oh, I better just get some so that Mm. we don't have to go to the doctor again to get more. So she was like, yeah, I have two more months worth of this medication that Mm. you haven't used in six years. So we burned that together. So it was $800 worth of medication. Oh, my God. (laughs) And because I will never have to use it again. Yeah. Oh, that had to feel so good. Like a chapter of your life is just closing. Like that had to feel so good in that moment. Yeah. It was awesome to not only just be released of the disease, but the fear that goes along with it. Right. Yeah. Because I would always have to, if if you have asthma, anyone listening, you know that you have to be close to electricity so that your nebulizer will work if you have an asthma attack. This machine that, you know, Mm -hmm. diffuses medicine into your lungs. Very similar to an essential oil diffuser, (laughs) (laughs) but much more expensive. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, it was sometimes where I couldn't even really be comfortable on camping trips or anywhere where there was no electricity because I was always worried about what if I have an asthma attack, but don't have access to right. medication, what's going to happen? And so now I can go anywhere and do anything. Right. I can even like run anywhere or walk or do any kind of exercise or movement and still not even worry about exercise induced asthma. Right. Point, yeah. Really that huge. had to be a huge weight off your shoulders yeah. too. And even like the feeling of like being able to let go of that identity 
in that person that is like, oh, I'm always sick and right. like I have this issue. I was you know? always a sick person. In yeah, my exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember how many freaking conversations I had when I was a kid. Like, yeah, like I get these sinus infections and I right. have like a low mm-hmm. immune system and like all of the times I had to talk with doctors or like mm-hmm. explain my situation or like my friends would want to hang out and like three months later, I'm still sick and like they're not understanding, you right. know, and like me having to explain it to them and being able to release that and no yeah. longer identify as like the weak person, the sick person, mm-hmm. the one that just can't seem to get better. It just liberates you so yeah. much. When I was 23 and made those changes, I talk about it as the time that I started living instead of dying. Because at that point in my life, I was so sick Mm -hmm. that I was just going downhill more and more. Right. And I feel like I got my life back. I feel like I got my health back and with that, the direction that I was going in my life. Mm -hmm. And so it's the time that I stopped dying and started living Mm -hmm. (laughs) was at age 23. And I've been going from there, seven years old now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed 23 is just such a pivotal moment for people. Like yeah. how many stories start with, I was 23 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I'm super thankful it happened. Yeah. I, at that point, I think you just have to be sick enough that you're ready to make the change. Oh yeah. Cause mm-hmm. some people like at some point moment. you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. And mm-hmm. I was so sick for 18 years at that point. So there's, and, and people don't really understand that. Like I, you know, but I remember field days high school where I couldn't participate because I just couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I remember, you know, going to the hospital or going to a doctor late at night and my dad like carrying me through the door because I couldn't make it from the Mm. car back into the house. And I remember moving rooms from the, where I lived in kind of an attic. I had like a loft Mm -hmm. room moving from the loft down to the lower basement because it was just like too hard during my asthma attacks to make it up the stairs. Oh, wow. Because my asthma attacks would last for days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes I would have to sit upright to sleep because oh if I laid gosh. down, I couldn't breathe. Right, yeah. So there's just this whole life right. that I got back from not having moments where not only are you like that for several days, not only do you only get out of those states of being from medication that you have to take. Right. But that you also don't know what's causing it. Right. Yeah. And you never know when it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a horrible way to live. Mm-hmm. I get really emotional about it because I'm so oh, of course. that like, my life is not like How would anymore. you not get emotional when you yeah. think about it? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a huge thing that you went through. And so many people have a story like that, like one way or another, yeah. you know. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that with Thanks us. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got to share that. I love sharing my story. Um, yeah. So another thing I was wondering is like, I, I've heard you mention before that like when you started, like you started becoming vegan and like juicing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you went through a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And I'm super curious about that. Like, can you share what mm-hmm. that experience was like for us? Probably my most spiritual awakening happened with raw foods. Mm. Is that the one that you were thinking about? I don't know. Are there multiple spiritual (laughs) awakenings? (laughs) Because I feel like I shifted a little bit. um, Like I remember you talking about like, you know, you separated from the church at one point and all that. So that happened about a year ago when I more transitioned into being raw and moved. Okay. So I had, I had 
left the church that I was going to for probably my own personal reasons. It had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with them. They're still amazing. Um, But I felt like I wasn't aligning with that anymore. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, you could blame them all you want, but really it's me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it had nothing to do with them. It was me. So I, um, I ended up leaving that and I tried another church and that was good, a good holding space for me at that time. What I really needed to do was just move out of a small town and be in a different environment. And so when that change happened, it was like a friend of mine who's a really dear friend of mine. He said, um, Michelle, you know, sometimes plants just need to be repotted to have more room for their roots. Oh, I love that. And so when I was moving, it wasn't, it was kind of a death of sorts, like a, a, a saying goodbye or a, a burying of a lot of dreams that I had in that town because I thought I would be there my whole life. Mm. And when I moved, all these things started to be able to grow bigger, all these dreams that I had. I still only write down small dreams because I'm a little scared that I'll have to bury them. (laughs) But those small dreams are happening. Uh (laughs) I don't have like 10-year goals right now. I don't have 20-year goals. I have like one-year goals and six-month goals. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like mine, like the farthest I'll go is like three to five years maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So when I moved, it was uh, really amazing. I had taken off three months me and my sister were both debt-free at that time, my sister Sarah, and then my other sister had just gotten back from India, and I have one more sister, but she wasn't able to come <laughs> because she had sisters. a baby, <laughs> but I, um, the three of us, because we all happened to be jobless at the mm-hmm. same time, or me and Sarah intentionally, we put in our notices at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, we said, we don't need to necessarily, because we have no commitments, we don't need to necessarily start jobs right away we can kind of take off for the summer and go travel America mm-hmm. so that was super awesome I know that you're about going to do that in your bus one yes. day soon mm-hmm. so we traveled in a Toyota truck and we camped all over America for two and a half months and it was awesome mm-hmm. and then my sister Kimmy who's the one that's only a year older than me she stayed in North Carolina and me and Sarah moved to Florida and we found jobs Finally, I loved it because it was, there was the heat, there was the sunshine, there was the beach. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just this time of just recreating my life and right. just letting the dust settle and figure out what I, my life was going to be like now. And then I went to this detoxification conference. I was like, no matter what job I get, I'm going to tell them that I'm taking off this week mm-hmm. because I love this doctor, Dr. Robert Morse. And I had taken his level one and level two before and every time you go, you're surrounded by like 150 raw vegans who are all mm. these amazing healers and these super high vibe people who love life. And you're just like, it's the best time ever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have the time now. And in my previous years, I had only gone <laughs> twice because jobs were always keeping me from being mm. able to go. My job was always like, you can't ask off for more than two weeks a year, you know? Yeah. So I went in October and I would say that that was critical for me. Um, a couple things happened. Uh, I had an energy healing session by one of the members there. He was super high, highly qualified. I would recommend getting that done by a professional, a qualified professional. Um, mm-hmm. He did a crystal healing session, which was amazing. And my focus was, hey, I have all this bitterness from 
my my past church <laughs> and I need to work on that yeah <laughs> and um we did the session and from that day on uh and what now that I'm reading what work he does uh the the energy work that he does it aligns your chakras and mm-hmm. it lets your body release everything that no longer serves you yep and at that point, I was able to release. I stopped drinking coffee. I haven't had coffee since that day. Mm. I stopped drinking alcohol. I went fully raw. Mm-hmm. I, and I really let go of the idea that I was necessarily under the label of Christian, even though I still hold dearly to scripture and mm-hmm. um, the belief in a divine creator and mm-hmm. um, that we're created and all these beautiful things, but not necessarily associating with the church or the Christian mm-hmm. uh, title. Yeah. Right. Right. So that was really powerful because those were things that were really hard to let go of. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Like what you were saying about energy healing, um, because I recently like got really into Reiki and I started like getting Reiki done from other people. And then I got attuned to do like self-healing and then level two to heal other people as well. And I had like my first, like one of my first really crazy experiences, like emotionally with Reiki, like this week. And I didn't even realize like how powerful it was, I feel like until Mm. this week, but I've always been someone that's like really struggled with forgiveness And I like really hold grudges and like hold like this anger towards people that I feel like have wronged me. And I don't know, it's just very hard for me to let go of that. And I'm someone who tends to like ruminate on what someone else has done to me. And like, I just can't let it go at all. Mm -hmm. And um, I have been trying to like channel guides and stuff more. And I noticed that whenever I would try to like verbally channel, I would feel this like, intense pressure in my heart. Mm-hmm. So over the last couple of weeks, I was like, huh, that's really odd. I was like, I wonder if I like did some Reiki there. Like maybe there's just a block, right? Maybe there's some sort of block in my heart chakra. So I started doing it every night, haven't been doing it that long. And then this week, it's like my entire energy has shifted and I mm-hmm. forgave people that I've never been able to forgive oh my in my entire amazing. life. It's just so... It's so cool because normally when I would think of someone, I would be like, I do not like that person. (laughs) I would like remember all the times they've triggered me or wronged me and it would like throw off my energy and I'd get sucked into it all day. And I like constantly talk to Matt about it. Like I'm someone that just gets very stuck in that, you know, and for the first time ever, I feel like I'm completely liberated from it and like I actually was capable of forgiveness and I let things go that have been weighing on me Mm -hmm. and you can think about those people and it no longer bothers you right yeah you're free right all because I did some (laughs) self reiki (laughs) laying in bed like how crazy is that yeah big on forgiveness I've had to forgive some huge things Mm -hmm. and the practice of it is so hard oh yeah but it is so sweet that I'm just, if there are people that are like, I, they, you know, I was wronged. I want to hold on to this Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's too big to let go. It's like, yeah, what they did was wrong, but the forgiveness is so sweet Mm -hmm. that you can't not do it. Right. It's just so amazing being in it, that Mm -hmm. it's 
worth it to just let go of that wrong. Right. Yeah. In a healthy way, there's ways that you can do it that aren't like laying down and letting them walk on you. Mm -hmm. There are just ways that you can actually just release that person. Right. Yeah. In a, in a good way. And it's so amazing that I would never want someone to not have that. Right. Yeah. No matter who they are, they deserve to learn how to forgive people because Mm -hmm. it's, life-changing right and it changes yourself it has nothing to do with the other person right yeah oh yeah they're just living their lives right now they have no idea (laughs) yeah why would you hold on to that yeah yeah that's and now some things I think about it and I'm like "Eh, I don't have the energy to hold on to that right I'm like I could be mad but I don't care right yeah (laughs) then I just let it go oh I love that yeah Yeah. well now I know too like whenever I get blocked like I'm just gonna go into my Reiki and like definitely do it more because I feel like this has like totally changed my perspective and I remember like you were telling me that story too of the guy that got a healing done and gave up smoking from his healing and it was an yeah and his his reason for smoking was an emotional one right yeah physical one because he ate really clean his lifestyle was super clean Mm -hmm. this thing this trigger that he had to smoke did not align with his lifestyle at all like why would a raw vegan still be like smoking cigarette Mm -hmm. and it was he had roots to his emotional connection with his parents Mm -hmm. and the love and affection that he wanted from them and that is what rooted him into the slavery of cigarette smoking Mm -hmm. and when he was liberated from that I I have not touched base with him at all but I can guarantee you from that session on he hasn't picked up a cigarette because Mm -hmm. of how incredible that experience was that I witnessed yeah yeah isn't that just so amazing how like our emotions get trapped in our body mm-hmm. and memories and it's like just through clearing that out in the mm-hmm. body it frees it up yeah. in your mind it's exactly and that's why a big thing about why go raw vegan for spirituality is because when you detoxify raw vegan is a super detoxing lifestyle it wouldn't be if our world and environment today wasn't so full of chemicals and heavy metals and toxins and things Mm -hmm. like that or processed food if you ate raw vegan you wouldn't feel all that different in a different world yeah but when people go raw vegan from having eaten a standard american diet right there's all kinds of blockages that happen from cooked oils to processed foods to heavy metals to uh, pesticides that happen in your body and the power of fruits and vegetables is it just starts to free up and kind of clean up those Mm -hmm. things so you start to the body starts to kind of push it into your colon or into the kidneys or Mm -hmm. out through the skin and it just uh, it's the broom it's the Mm -hmm. vacuum it's things like that that are able to once you give your body fruits and vegetables your body says oh this is what I needed to get rid of this thing that I've always wanted to get rid of but I've never had the tools yet to get rid of it right yeah like cleaning up the liver you can do so much with cleaning up the liver just through a simple practice of eating raw vegan and low fat Mm -hmm. um, instead of inundating the liver every day with fats and things like that right yeah so just by doing that you're going to experience that cleaning up and when you stop storing those oftentimes you'll have an emotional release when you release that thing in your body yes and Mm -hmm. it's just because that was stored there it's the same thing through massage and Oh yeah. It does happen in massage too. I remember my massage therapist telling me, Mm -hmm. she said people on her table were like 
she would just start massaging a certain spot and they would just start bawling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to point out something else too. I wanted to mention another thing about uh, raising your spirituality or or raising your vibrations yoga. Mm. When you do different poses in yoga, there was one time where I just laid my hand on my heart and my other hand on my stomach and Mm -hmm. I cried Yeah, just by that through the whole process of the yoga session. So yoga is a huge thing too, that I don't remember when I first I don't know which happened first, me changing my diet or doing yoga, mm-hmm. or was it, did I do yoga and then change my diet? Yeah, yeah. They happen so simultaneously, right? but they always go hand in hand. Yeah. You usually don't have one without the other. Yeah, yeah. And so I would say for someone who's wanting to make a shift in their life, just start doing a regular practice once a week, mm-hmm. twice a week or every day mm-hmm. of yoga, because that will change your life. Oh, yeah. That actually happened to me once too. I had mm-hmm. this... I signed up for like yoga classes in college where you can like Mm -hmm. sign up for the whole semester. And there was this teacher that taught them and she was the best yoga teacher I've ever had in my life. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, it's like when you eat something that's like the best burger or something you've ever had in your life. And you're like, everything else is ruined for me. It was like that. Like I loved her so much. Like Uh no teacher can like, I don't know, like substitute that for me, but Uh I would go to her classes and they were mainly ashtanga and like power yoga classes probably not as like traditional and rigid as some of the studios Mm -hmm. because it was like introducing us to it and I would go every two weeks and I was amazed at how everything shifted like Mm -hmm. I was more creative and I was like patient like I started feeling patient and I'm not a patient person and it impacted like all these other areas and it started like first with my body where I was like, oh, wow, I'm getting stronger and I could hold this pose. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I could do this now. And then it sort of shifted into my mind and then it changed my emotional state. Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote a blog post on it too on my website. And I like shared it with a yoga teacher and she Mm -hmm. was just so amazed. And she like shared the post all Mm -hmm. around and she was like so happy, like she was one of those professors too, that we just really connected, you know, Mm -hmm. and like we had a really special connection would always like talk before and after class Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like it was just such an amazing moment in my life. I kind of wish I could go back. Yeah, (laughs) I wish I could be in her classes again. Yeah. Yoga will change your life. So if people are saying like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. I I even will write in most of my um, journals. Yoga is the key. And I just draw a little key. And it's like, if you're wanting to shift or make a goal happen, oftentimes mm. it's a good catalyst to do alongside of it to kind of, right. it's a catalyst. It's just whatever your goals are or whatever your, whatever your drive is or whatever your dreams are. If you do yoga, it's going to snowball a little bit faster. Oh yeah. In my experience. Mm-hmm. And that's because I know when I do yoga and when I don't do yoga and I can go back and forth yeah. and it always speeds <laughs> things up when I'm doing it versus when I don't. Yeah. I think it's because you're like in such a flow state, like you're letting life just move through you. Mm-hmm. You're surrendering, which is just like yeah. a huge spiritual lesson. Yeah. So you're embodying that feeling. So then life just feels easier and you yeah. feel better. It's so true. Yeah. So you were saying like, um, like when you're first getting started, like you mentioned something about that. Like what are some like tips and stuff that you would give to someone that's like, okay, I really want to start like the vegan lifestyle, but I'm like so new to it. Like are there books or documentaries or that's tips that you think question. they should start with? Yeah, I wrote some of those down actually because they were important. 
Um, the first thing I would have people do the books to read, I would say the China study okay. is huge because that's just one of the largest nutrition studies ever done. And it shows the actual real effects on how a plant-based diet is better than a standard American diet. And then anything written by Anthony William is going to teach you a lot about diet and, and how to heal from chronic illness. So what are some of his books? His books are The Liver Rescue, Thyroid Healing, uh, one is mm. called Medical Medium. He is the medical medium. Oh, that sounds really He's familiar. He's the one that mm-hmm. channels information about health. Oh, I think you told me and about him. writes it down and he has a book of six right now and it's just like six channeled books yes oh my gosh I love channeled books I live for them (laughs) yeah Yeah, he is incredible his and he doesn't contradict himself in any single one of the books Mm. or in his podcasts or in his blog posts Mm -hmm. it's incredible information that he has about Mm. healing the body and he picks people up from what I love about him is he's talking mostly to women because women have been ignored by the doctors Mm-hmm. And they've been struggling with disease for 20 years and they've been going to the doctor and the doctor just says, oh, that's probably nothing. And they've right. been for 20 years, whereas... Or they're like, oh, well, where are you in your cycle? And you're like, this has nothing to has do nothing with that. nothing to do with that. Or if a man went and had pain for 10 years, he would have gotten that solved today. Right. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's just a little bit of a difference there with the, the female versus male care in the medical system. So he it's addresses drastic. females a lot. Mm-hmm. And he just provides a space to be compassionate for women who are struggling with illness and have no idea like I did. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's causing it. And so you don't know how to fix it. And so the other thing that he talks to are people that he says, you may be listening to this podcast in your bed with the lights off. And maybe you've been there for weeks or months or years because you can't get out of bed. And I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the people that are no longer seen on the streets because they're so sick. Oh my gosh. And he's reaching those people. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really powerful about it because he's yeah. giving them baby steps. I would say Anthony Williams is probably more baby steps on how to get from insanely bad mm-hmm. to functioning. And yeah. then there's other people that will help you get from functioning to whatever high vibration you want to be in. Right. But then there are also people that are in- incredibly high functioning by practicing Anthony William for years mm-hmm. and they've gotten rid of 30 illnesses or taken themselves off of 30 medications. So yeah, he is incredible, but I like a team approach of different doctors. Yeah. Anthony William is not a doctor, but Dr. Robert Morse on YouTube has a lot of really amazing information on blending spirituality with raw foods and detoxing the body through fruit. Okay. Through fruits and herbs. Uh-huh. He's a, an aggressive herbalist, which yeah. I love. And then on YouTube, you can also use Dan McDonald. He's called the Life Regenerator mm-hmm. or Fully Raw Christina. Those are the ones I would go to on YouTube doc- for like really high quality sources. Right. And then also John Rose is an incredible source on how to juice things. Okay. I mean, he not only on so many other things, but he's like I would say like the guru of juicing on YouTube. If you want to learn how to do a juice properly, how to start, finish, right, and the in-between properly, he's got amazing resources on that. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. And are there yeah. any, like, documentaries that you would recommend, mm-hmm. too? Yeah, um, Forks Over Knives, What the Health was an incredible one. I would mm-hmm. say it's even better than Forks Over Knives, but Forks Over Knives had a really um, 
gift surrounding it. It was really enlightened at the time where a lot of people were drastically changing their lives when they were watching that movie. Like it had Mm. an energy about it that was really gifted towards getting people to change their life. And I think that's happening now as new documentaries come out. I think that happened with Fat Sick and Nearly Dying too. Yeah, Yeah. that's an amazing one. I didn't even write that one down. Uh, Food Matters was a big one. I would sit down and watch that documentary and take notes (laughs) on it. Like when I was studying, Mm -hmm. when I was watching these documentaries seven years ago, Uh I was sitting down with a computer and writing notes about it too. Rewinding and watching things again and learning because my whole life and perspective had shifted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how like when people are new to this, they get so attached. Like, for example, I started following more like people who are vegan and like advocates about like the animal cruelty and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And it's funny how defensive we get where we like we literally don't even want to acknowledge and we want to pretend like that's not happening and like debate about it. And like we just don't want to look at what's actually Mm -hmm. happening because like we've just sort of learned Mm -hmm. what like the meat industry wants us to know, like what our doctors want us to know. And like, you just, you're missing this whole other side of it. I used to be super judgmental towards my vegetarian friends and also cats. And I became like, as soon as I became vegan, I adopted Melanie bug who is a cat (laughs) and became vegan even more so like rigid than my vegetarian friend right yeah like at one point in my life I like playfully chucked a piece of ham at her forehead and she'll never forget that moment and like (laughs) and now I'm like I'm the vegan one like I changed right and it's like you never change Uh, anybody else yeah you'll always become what you judge and it's a good thing that I don't mind that I'm vegan or a cat lover anymore because I became those things even though I judge them very seriously (laughs) Um, other documentaries that I love are Food Inc. and Cowspiracy. Uh-huh. I would say those ones, especially Cowspiracy, is really good. I think about the environment. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different reasons. I think there's like a big center hub of why people become plant based. Mm-hmm. It can be through a channel of the environment for environmental reasons, because if you stop eating one hamburger, you save like six months of showers. Mm. Or it can be because of animal cruelty, or it can be, it can be for health and whatever. Mm-hmm avenue you get to the middle you end up being there and being thankful that at least you're you're also affecting all these other right, areas yeah. of your life like yeah but I didn't come into it by being compassionate I wasn't a very compassionate person and now right. I'm thankful that I'm not impacting animal cruelty in the way that I was but I wouldn't have come at it through that channel right because that channel just some people are so blocked up to that 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 does not matter to them. Yeah, yeah. But then if you talk to them about the environment and about electricity or water or resources in the world, they're like, whoa, like yeah. this is a big deal and they'll shift for that. Yeah, like everyone comes to veganism for a completely different yeah. reason, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Like some people do it because they want to help the environment. Some people mm-hmm. do it because of animals. Some people do it for their mm-hmm. health. Yeah. But then they end up learning about those other things and becoming passionate about yeah, them too. Are there any other ones that you'd recommend? Um, as far as resources, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think those are really big. You can usually find those same things on Instagram or YouTube. They kind of have multiple platforms from the same thing. Right, right. Yeah. So I also want to talk to you about juicing. Yeah. Because you know how curious I am about this topic. Yeah, yeah we've spent many hours talking about juicing. I know. I was so blown away. Like I was so intrigued when I found out that you juiced because like at IIN, like 
it's just so funny. Like the number one thing that they teach us is first things first, no one can agree on nutrition. It is the most highly debated topic in the world. And you will find countless studies that prove this or that, that prove like this diet is the best. No, this diet is the best. No, this diet is horrible for you. No, it's amazing for you. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And one of the highly debated topics outside of dairy was juicing. Mm, And people were either like, this is amazing or they were like, this is so horrible for you. Like all of the sugar, this and that. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed like people were so extreme mm-hmm. with how angry they would get about juicing. And they would like talk about it like it was so horrible to do just because of all the sugar and stuff. And I think that's just because people don't, and is that the they don't want to change, you know? Yeah. They've never tried a juice feast. They've right. only just heard about the sugar right yeah yeah yeah. so they like they get they freak out about the sugar kind of like with vegan people like all of a sudden like meat eaters will come at them be like what do you do about protein like people just get weird about this stuff so I kind of was programmed to believe oh okay juicing is really dangerous for you Mm -hmm. right so can you like speak on that like what's your opinion about this yeah and I think it's really interesting you know, for some things, it's good to try it and just have a good personal example if you're really against it. But I know a lot of people against it aren't going to go do it. Right. If you're smart. Well, they're also probably not going to listen to this podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you are, if you're really wanting to know if something is good or bad, it's always just try it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you'll know for yourself. And then nobody can change your mind about it because you right. have personal experience about it. So that's mm-hmm. something I would say. Um, and then to people that are really, there was a huge uh, misinformation campaign about sugar back mm-hmm. in the, between somewhere between the 1900s and 2000. And I would say it's probably more in the 30s or 40s, but sugar has been debated since that time. Yeah. Before then, it was not a sin to eat an apple. It was not a sin to eat a mango or mm-hmm. A banana, and nobody said a banana makes you fat. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. they do today. <laughs> but if they saw me, they would know I eat so many bananas yeah. a day and yeah. I'm not overweight. Yeah. Um, so there's a key thing there is I think you need to look where the information leads. Mm-hmm. Are the people eating sugar in the right ways experiencing the results that you're saying that they will have when mm-hmm. they do those things? So you need to eat the right kind of sugar. So glucose, if you're eating, there's a couple studies done, fruit sugar, when fruit fructose, but different fruits have some glucose and sucrose, or mm-hmm. maybe not sucrose, but fructose or glucose. In them. I'm there's the wrong person to ask about that. <laughs> um, so fructose in fruits, mm-hmm is combined with uh, substances and antioxidants that counteract the inflammation that fructose would have on its own. Oh, I so see. So there are studies shown that say, what if you just have fructose or what if you have fructose in a blueberry? And the fruit itself is a protection mechanism against the fructose in it so that you get the fructose that your brain and your liver need to store to function without the inflammation that it would have if you just did high fructose corn syrup, which is different. Right, because it yeah. Because it's stripped away of everything else that was packaged in it to provide to the body what it needs to function. 
So mm-hmm. your brain functions on glycogen or your brain functions on glucose and your liver needs glycogen to be stored mm-hmm. or else you're, when you run out of glycogen, you get really low energy because your liver wants to be a storehouse to provide you energy when your body runs out of sugar in the blood it will use up its glycogen stores so that you can function on carbohydrates instead of having to use ketosis with your fat and your pro- proteins to function. Because when you, when you break down a fat molecule or a protein molecule to create energy, it actually releases a lot of toxins in the body. But when you break down a sugar molecule, it releases carbon dioxide and water. So it's a super clean source of energy for the body. Mm. Your body will most likely want to just use those stores. Right. However, it will use other sources if you have to, but they're super dirty. Like mm-hmm. there's like a car exhaust versus carbon dioxide and water mm-hmm. that you breathe out through your lungs. That's yeah. where it goes. Huh. That's so interesting. <clears throat> I think it's interesting how like, you know, like whenever we talk about juicing, I've noticed people get really uptight and they're like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. the sugar in it and they freak out. Yeah. But if you're just talking, if you're sitting around talking about chocolate cake or Oreos, it doesn't tend to elicit the same reaction from people. No, it doesn't. But like the and fruit the is actually like healthy for you. But we're right. like, we've been trained to now think that fruit is dangerous and like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you don't want to eat too much of that and it's going to cause you to become right. diabetic but we feel totally comfortable reaching for processed food and cookies because like the same campaign has not been targeted at us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's specifically towards fruit for some reason. Yeah, it is. And I don't know why that is. I I can't even tell you who it was, but the interesting thing about glucose and, and what's happening in our society is that glucose is, will be, Um, inhibited to get into the cells by fat so if you eat too much fat or oftentimes who's just eating tablespoonfuls of sugar Mm -hmm. nobody yeah everybody is eating sugar in a form of a high fat high sugar item like Mm -hmm. a muffin or a donut or ice cream or whatever it is they're paired together and then your body actually doesn't absorb the sugar Mm. so the sugar that you're craving the reason why you have that desire to binge on the item or you have the desire to eat that item whatever your reason is for going to that is your mind being like that's sugar that will have glucose in it that will feed me Mm. so I'll eat it but then the fat in it prohibits you from eating from getting that sugar and that's why oftentimes alcoholics are actually cyclically in that cycle because if their liver stores of sugar are so low Mm. that if they upped their glucose intake their body and mind would be more satiated and they would their carbohydrate tank would be more topped off and their bodies would begin to not feel the need because there is alcohol sugar and alcohol Mm -hmm. but it's not absorbed now that's not for fat reasons and i don't even know the science behind why it's not absorbed (laughs) other than it's like the liver will process it as a toxin yeah but and we're not even talking about addiction that's a whole nother topic but Mm -hmm we can talk about addiction to food is that your mind, your body is the problem is we're eating so much sugar and starving for glucose. Mm, That's interesting. And what is fruit? It, you never see sugar 
and fat combined in a, in a natural product. Yeah. Fruit either is high fat, like an avocado mm-hmm. or high carbohydrate, like a banana. And it's never combined usually. Yeah. And so they're usually, they're supposed to be eaten separately. And so what I would do is do a high carbohydrate morning to start your day, like a smoothie. Mm-hmm. You can throw in greens, you can do bananas, start your day with a high carbohydrate, no fat mm-hmm. morning. And then only have your fat after two o'clock after the liver has gone through the cycle of absorbing that glycogen or Mm -hmm. absorbing the glucose, transferring it into glycogen, topping off its stores, and then also detoxifying because the liver detoxifies from the morning till about two o'clock. So just starting your morning on that, like drinking some water, Mm -hmm. having a smoothie, not drinking coffee right away to detox, to, to dehydrate super dehydrating right I I need to get out of that habit like I wake up and I'm like coffee (laughs) yeah Yeah. I just forget to drink water and of course like and I'm thirsty too sometimes I'm like why am I doing this to myself my body wants water right yeah and and then start replenishing the glucose stores in our body because our brains are really starving for glucose your nervous system you think it runs on fats but it's really glucose Mm -hmm. wow that's so interesting so I would not say it's bad. I mean, you want to eat high fruit diet. I would eat probably, I, I eat probably 70% carbohydrates, 20% fat and 10% protein. Mm-hmm. And then some people say you should eat 80% carbohydrates and 10, 10, 10, mm-hmm. 10 fat, 10 protein. Um, but I just eat more fats cause I really like, um, raw vegan desserts and I really like using nuts and stuff in my salads and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I eat more of that because I don't feel super the need to live an insanely detoxifying lifestyle at this point. Right. I just do that at periods in my life. But yeah, um, yeah. since I'm raw vegan consistently, I don't necessarily want to, I'm not trying to like do a calorie deficiency or anything like right. that. To, like, and you don't necessarily weight. feel like you need to do a detox either. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's maintenance raw vegan. And then if you want to detoxify, you would cut out the fat because fat is a molecule that doesn't really help you detoxify very well. Okay. But so, we can talk about juicing now. Yeah. So speaking of <laughs> detoxing. <laughs> so um, so I'm kind of wondering like, okay, so now we've, we've learned, okay, sugar is not going to kill us. Right. Like we're going to be safe if we eat fruit. Yeah. Right. So what are some of like the upsides? What are the benefits to juicing? Like, why is it that people get so excited about mm-hmm. juicing? Cause I know you've had like personal examples mm-hmm. and your family has had examples yeah. of like how it's benefited you. Yeah. I have done a 40 day juice fast and then I think I did an eight day juice fast and then I've done some water fasting before but that was years ago and they all have really different benefits I won't even go into water fasting because it's a whole thing that you really have to feel called to do Mm -hmm. but um, I love juicing and my partner, as you, is a juicing guru. Mm-hmm. You would not say he is because he's super humble about it. <laughs> but he has done over 180 days of juicing just last year. Whoa. And so six months out of 20 or 2019, I think, six months out of 2019, so not last year, but wow. the year before, was juicing. So a lot of the information that I have was either from personal experience or from his experience. Right. And that was another amazing thing that came out of the class that I went to was that's where we met. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. And so another huge change of me being able to consistently be raw 
was that I was, we were friends at the time, but that I had a friend who was fully raw Mm -hmm. and who inspired me to be fully raw and gave me those nitpicky little tips and tricks about the nitty gritty details in life. That you don't typically get in a blog post or something. How do you be raw vegan, you know, when your friends are offering you this or when you want to do this, like, Mm -hmm. and he was just living the lifestyle so I could just observe and watch and see what he was doing. And so that was awesome. Right. And that was a huge, I would say, we both feel like meeting as, as partners uh, was also a huge vibration raise because Mm -hmm. I know that, just by being around him and learning from him, my vibration raised because I was just mm-hmm. so meeting this person that I loved so much. And we were just friends at the time, but that I was just so connected with. Right. So it's quickly. funny how much lighter you become. Like mm-hmm. once you, even when you make like one new friend, like mm-hmm. the way it completely shifts your energy when you're like, oh my God, we're on the same frequency. I could talk to you for hours, you know, like this was meant to be. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so that was huge, just his friendship from the beginning. And then later on that developing into a partnership was just so amazing in my life. And so when I did 40 days of juicing, he was supporting me through it because he did, he does 30 days on and off throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he knows a lot more than I do, but um, I feel like, you know, so much about juicing though. Like, remember I was trying <laughs> well, to get you to write it? an ebook or something. I was like, you gotta share this. Like, like what are, like, once, what did you go through when you were yeah. going through that? Like, I'm so, Once I can it, listen to you like talk about this all the time. <laughs> Definitely not. What was that like? like 40 days of no food and all juice. Yeah. I made sure to drink at least a gallon of either juice or a liquid, even Uh like two two cups in the morning were lemon water, and then Uh I would do celery juice, and then I would do three quarts of uh, like a calorie dense juice because you don't want to put your body into metabolic fasting, Mm -hmm. or else when you stop your juice, your body's going to be like, Oh, I was starving for 30 days. Now I'm just going to put pro- my mind is right. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. to conserve, conserve, conserve. You want right. your body to still feel like it's getting all of the minerals, all the vitamins, all the nutrients, all the calories that it needs mm-hmm. throughout the whole process. And then when your body has all those things, it says, Oh, I can start to let go what I don't need. Okay. And clean out and hydrate. It's mm-hmm. all about hydrating your digestive system and starting to give your body just high amounts of living water because yeah. the fruit, the water in fruits and vegetables is alive. It's already been restructured into a, a structure that is mm-hmm. absorbable for the body. And, it, and then you have living enzymes and then you have the vitamins and minerals in there. So you're just flooding your body every single day with all this stuff that your body can then just get to work and it digests really quickly. So your body isn't spending so much time on energetically digesting and it can start healing that toe that it wanted to work on for years or um, uh, that lesion in your brain or that mm-hmm. uh, colon that had those polyps in it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was when you give your body juice, which is an insanely high vibration, it's just going to start to heal. Yeah. And I think in America today, it's way more safe than water fast because water fasting, you can really dehydrate your body if you're not doing it right. And by juicing, you're really just continuing to have your body be mm-hmm. alive. It's not your digestive system isn't shutting down. It's still going. 
And so your body is able to, you're able to function. You can work. I was working the entire time. There were only some days when I was a little bit low energy and that's normal for me, even when I'm eating. Right. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that was not weird at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was super simple. I would start my day, you know, and I would have my juices prepared at night. Mm-hmm. And so in the morning they were just like ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then in the night I would get home and have my last juice and then juice for the next day. Mm-hmm. And it was so simple mm-hmm. that I think that's why people have a hard time with it because it's almost impossible to simplify your life down to that level. Yeah, I could see that. It's harder to simplify. It does it feel weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you're not eating with anyone. You're just juicing. A lot of the normal things that go about in life, in regular life, you don't do when you're juicing. Like, uh, like you might do less parties or you mm-hmm. might do less of anything really. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you're able to function on your whole entire life and you lose, I did lose some weight, but I lost more weight by just being raw vegan mm-hmm. in the beginning part of that. I had more weight to lose too at right. that point. And so um, do you have to like hit like your normal, like daily calorie intake, or do you want to go like a little bit above that? Yeah, I did look into my metabolic what my metabolic calorie level should be. Okay. Um, metabolic rate or whatever that is. However many you you and your body type have to hit, your okay. body weight have to hit just to be above that. Uh-huh. And then I made sure the juices every day, I just did it one or two times. Like does orange juice hit that or does cantaloupe juice hit that? Right. Um, and then you just figure out that and then you try to stay above it so that you're not going into fasting. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is when you people are like, oh, I just uh, just didn't want to drink. It's just hard to drink so much juice. That is your body going into fasting state when you just want less. Like even when you're fasting on water, you're like, oh, I don't even need water really. I don't want to drink mm-hmm. it. And that's your body just being like, nope, I'm just going to close off everything and just be right now. Yeah. And you really, if you start to notice your body saying, oh, I don't even want to drink even a liter of juice you got to switch it up somehow to where you can drink a gallon mm. because mm. just a liter of juice and then no water, you're, you're going to not succeed very mm-hmm. well. It's going to be really hard and you might have some health side effects side or whatever effects you want to call from it. That. Yeah. Like I would recommend doing enough mm-hmm. juice, not letting your body go into fasting state, mm-hmm. continuing to, to go through, that process like not just not letting your body like oh I'm just gonna shut off the world right now for the yeah yeah (laughs) it's like keep the doors open yeah let your let let your life go on live your life while you're doing it and enjoy it Mm -hmm. because it's an experience that is really unlike any other for example for as you after three days of juicing he felt horrible because he was coming from a standard American diet Uh his first three days were horrible and then he said at day four or five he woke up feeling 17 again. Wow. And then he was like, it was like this light bulb moment. Where oh, he was wow. like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Mm-hmm. My life is back. Mm-hmm. And he went running that morning and then that's what hooked him. And then he did five more days and then he did 10 more days. And then he did, he ended up doing hundred days. Wow. At that point, or no, he ended up doing maybe 30 days and then a hundred days of raw. Would okay, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you feel like you're starving? No. No. You don't feel like you're starving. Um wouldn't you just feel hungry all the time? I feel like that'd be so hard to all. get past. 
you just drink more juice. Like when you're hungry, you drink juice. When you're okay. emotionally attached to another food, drink juice. Okay. When you get a craving, drink juice. Okay, gotcha. Like when you go through all these things, the one thing you will face is emotional cravings for the foods that you miss. Mm. So a lot of times all those will come up, but they're just emotional attachment to food. They're not that you're really hungry. Mm-hmm. They're just that you all oh, you want to eat that. For me, it's like salty foods. I did, uh, and I learned through this process, there's things you can do. Like if you're low on salt, you can like have a little bit of salt. Mm -hmm. You can put that in your juice or you can just like lick it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But your body might be wanting that, all those minerals and Mm -hmm. all of that. Or for women, a lot of times just having no fat for that amount of time can be hard on their hormones. Mm -hmm. And so if they're really struggling, you can do like a teaspoon of like hemp oil Mm -hmm. or flaxseed oil a day or a tablespoon a day mm-hmm. or just when you're really struggling mm-hmm. to get through because a women doing a juice and men doing a juice is completely different. Like women go through a menstrual cycle during that time, yeah. do a 40 day juice, maybe even two. Mm. I mean, your body is doing completely different things than, than men. So there's a time to push through, but then mm-hmm. there's also times to support your body. If you're doing a mono fruit thing versus if you need to switch it up, listening to your body, I just had a friend who was really trying to do 10 days on citrus during her 30 day fast. And it was just not resonating with her at all. And Mm. so she switched it up. And then the next day she felt amazing after Mm -hmm. going back to doing a few green juices. Yeah. So if you want to stick with the length of time, but you're really struggling with the mono fruit that you've chosen. Okay. You can switch it up for a little bit just Mm -hmm. to give yourself the ability to push through your body still in that juice juicing state it's still hydrating it's just giving your body a little bit of maybe what it's wanting right before you go back to doing your mono fruit that you were struggling with before right you want to make it a joy every single day right you want to be happy to do it yeah that was one thing that I was not expecting when I started talking to you about juicing like you would say like oh like some days I just do apples or oranges Mm -hmm. and I was like wait a minute like you only consume one thing all day (laughs) and I was like you can do that. (laughs) Like it never occurred to me. Like for some reason I thought it was like, that would be dangerous or I don't know why I thought that, but like, so so you're able to juice just one thing in particular. Yeah. Um, as you has done 80 days on grapes only, and it's a super detoxifier. So if your goal is to heal from something that is, um, a chronic illness, you want to go for the very detoxifying, fruits and vegetables like Mm -hmm. grapes you do lemons those are very astringent and they pull that hardened lymph from your system that's causing the inflammation that's causing the blockages Mm -hmm. so and he's fine Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) I know people that have juiced for a whole half a year straight you know they're fine yeah and then for me I like to switch it up because I like the variety um when you do a mono fruit you are bumping up the vibration a little bit of the closer to water fasting. Okay. So when you start with just raw fruits and vegetables, you're at the base. Well, okay. We can go even further from the base. There's a standard American diet at the bottom. Mm -hmm. No detoxification happening. Then you can go plant-based, which has cooked food in it. And there's people, some people can be so their body can have so much crap in it that they will detoxify just going to plant-based. Okay. I did that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I healed a lot of my asthma just on being plant-based, not even raw. Mm-hmm. And then you can jump up to raw whole foods. 
and you detoxify even more because you're eating so many more fruits and vegetables. And then you can go into smoothies, which are just liquids, fruits and vegetables. And then you can go, this is just up the pyramid. Right. And then you can go into juices and then you can go into mono juices and then you can go into water and then you can go into air fasting. So that's the pyramid of fasting Okay. or feasting. Mm -hmm. But once you get to water and air, it's fasting. Mm -hmm. So mono fruits is just a little bit more narrowed focus Mm -hmm. in alignment. It's a little bit more your detox, your body is just going to be a little bit more precise. It's just like grabbing a little bit finer of sandpaper. Does that also happen if like, let's say, so I really like celery and green apple. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I just did like those two things together and I did it the whole time? Like, would that be, yeah, be pretty similar then? Yeah, okay. You, you would be fine. I think that I think it's so interesting that I hear the people that do mono fruit fasting and they say every day it was delicious. Huh. I ate the same thing every day for 40 days. And yeah. Was, I enjoyed every single yeah. juice, you know, right. like if you love the apple celery combination and every day it's going to be a little different because each apple right, yeah. plus each celery is going to be, there's like a slightly, slightly, different, a slightly ratio. different ratio. So when you drink it, you're taste, like, Ooh, what exactly is it going to taste like? <laughs> and so every time you're drinking it, you're like, like you can have two oranges and you eat one and you love one more than the other. It's yeah. just the same way. Yeah, like yeah. Every day you can have a delicious juice mm-hmm. and you're just enjoying each, each one. Yeah. And then if you get super sick of it, it's not going to be that big of a bump over to doing another variety of another fruit and vegetable or to switch mm-hmm. it up in the detoxification process. It's not going to be as big of a jump as if you were to go back to smoothies or cooked or raw foods or cooked foods mm-hmm. by just jumping over to a different variety you're still kind of saying staying in the same bracket of mm-hmm. detoxification and by switching over to a different variety if it helps you maintain the length of time that you wanted to do it's better to do that than to just forget the whole thing right yeah and just mm-hmm. give up right right how much time would you recommend mm-hmm. like doing a juice fat like if you're someone that's like oh I'm really interested in juicing like mm-hmm. what do you think is a good starting point it depends on the person. Mm. Um, some people just need to do a three-day. Some people need to do a five-day. If you're chronically ill, if I were chronically ill, I would do longer mm-hmm. if that was my modality of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people that are just wanting to kind of play with it a little bit can try. John Rose recommends going ahead and doing a 90-day. Right oh, wow. Because he says, you know, once you get into it, that's when you're going to see that aha moment that's really going to give you that I get it now that really right yeah where you register what it is like the consciousness of the fruits and vegetables right by oh we haven't even talked about bio photons yet like what is that (laughs) that's the energetic compound oh okay of sunlight being transformed into fruits and vegetables okay and how we begin to radiate higher level frequencies by ingesting those biophotons in fruits and vegetables. So that's another whole thing about energetics and juicing is that when to raise your biophoton level to a certain point, you finally are like, you get this mind expanding, expanding awakening point. Mm. So sometimes it is better. It is better for people to juice until you reach that point. Mm. 
at yeah. that point can change for a lot of people. Right. And didn't you say like you did it for 40 days because that was like a spiritual number for you? Yeah. 30 days didn't feel right. 40 days did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess uh-huh. 41 days divided by seven is seven. So yeah. seven times seven. Yeah. Um, but there's something spiritual about that number. That's what Jesus did. That's what mm-hmm. a lot of yogis do. That's what a lot of pastors do who are using that in their spiritual practice. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. but there's something about when you hit that 40th day. Right, right. There's like an awakening that you feel. Yeah. A completion thing that you feel. I feel like 30 is a man-made number. It's very like yeah. stuck to time. Mm-hmm. And the, I agree. And the European calendar that we set up or whatever. So yeah, I don't yeah. know why 40 days. That makes sense. I don't know. So like, okay, what would you... If someone is like, all right, I'm really curious to start this juicing thing right now, but I don't even have a juicer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're starting with like the most basic, like, mm-hmm. well, now I have to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, how would you recommend going about getting a juice? Like, is there a certain brand you'd recommend or anything they need to know before they purchase one? There are some really good juicers out there that are not that expensive. So if you don't know if you're going to love it or not, and you're just getting started, you don't have to start with the $500 or the $400 juicers. There are juicers for $120, or you can even find juicers at Goodwill that work and you buy them for maybe $10, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what your economic status is at that time. It shouldn't prevent you from going ahead and going for it. Yeah. There's also really expensive juices that you can do and there's inexpensive juices that you can do. Mm. I did mine for like 10 to $12 a day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go all organic grapes, you're going to be at 20 to $25 a day. So it depends, but you don't have to be like, Oh, juicing is not for me mm-hmm. because I don't have the money. Yeah. You can juice other things that are super inexpensive yeah. and find things in bulk and make it possible for a regular standard budget on a if you have a standard American diet, even if, and especially if you eat out, you can afford the juicing. But right. You yeah. just pick different things. Like I did a lot of cantaloupe because it's just a high volume of water mm-hmm. liquid compared to if you're juicing kale, you don't get as much water. Right. Yeah. You have to buy more. Kale oh, so much more. Yeah. If you're doing I like juiced. High... I tried to juice kale once. I was like, well, that was a mistake. Yeah. It's like high. You can do apples. That are in season are super inexpensive. Cantaloupe will give you like usually a pint per no a quart per cantaloupe, mm-hmm. sometimes even a quart and a half. And so that's like a ten dollar day right there if the cantaloupes are each three dollars. Mm-hmm. Or you can do oranges. One time I bought a box of oranges at the market. We went to which is no longer there anymore, but they have lots of other. Asian markets or stores where you can buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. And I bought a box of oranges. I think for ten dollars. And it ended up being like 72 oranges and I ended up getting 10 quarts of orange juice out of that box. Oh, wow. So it was a dollar per quart Mm -hmm. of orange juice. And so that was like four or three, three dollar days. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. that's a very expensive expensive, juice fast. Right. You couldn't even go get your uh, Starbucks for that if you tried, you know, Mm -hmm. And then you would have to fast for the rest of the day on yeah. water. <laughs> so um, so there are things you can do to make it inexpensive. But as far as juicers go, to bring it back around to that, there's one called a, um, I think it's the Breville juicer, mm-hmm. the one that you have. Mm-hmm. It is because you bought that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one's a really high 
quality one for not super expensive. Mm -hmm. And then I was gifted a champion. So I just had that one, but it does have a really high rotation. So it tends to kind of, they say that if you have the rotations too high, it kind of heats the juice up too much and then you lose the enzyme quality of it. Mm -hmm. So you just have to drink it faster. Right. Um, But I was gifted one. Like you can be gifted a juicer or, you know, I mean, I think people get expensive gifts all the time too. So if you're like, Oh, I can't afford it. But sometimes my parents give me an iPhone for Christmas. Maybe I'll just ask for a juicer. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can, yeah. I asked Matt for one, I think for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't buy mine. He bought it for me. (laughs) If you really want something, you can ask if you, you know, or you can save money for it. Mm-hmm. You can put money aside every month. That's a really good way to really have confidence in yourself. And then you buy something outright that you saved for and you worked for. That's really mm-hmm. satisfying. Mm-hmm. And then you can go onto eBay and bid on one that's a, a higher quality one. Bid on it for less. If it's slightly yeah, used yeah. and then you just sanitize it. I mean, no big deal. So there's nothing that you have to like look for like in a juicer um, in particular. Starting off just one that is going to be one that you will use Mm -hmm. going forward, maybe one with a lower rotation. So it's not, so it's more of a cold pressed juice than than a, the one that will kind of kill the enzymes, Mm -hmm. but starting off, if it's something that you'll use, if it's too complicated or if it's too messy and Mm -hmm. you don't use it for that reason, it didn't really do you any good. Mm -hmm. But if you find one that's super easy to clean, but maybe someone else doesn't like that one, but it works for you. Right. That's a great yeah. One. Yeah, that's true. I do feel like there's an element of like, well, I like this one, you know, mm-hmm. and it works for me in my lifestyle. Yeah. 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 What about, so I hear like people when they juice, they typically have like some not so fun side effects that come along with it. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you might expect? Cause I know you told me some of this before, but like, I know when I was juicing, like, I didn't do um, like a juice fast or anything, but I remember like my stomach felt really bloated and like just weird ten weird things tend to happen. Can you talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit? You might experience some things with bloating. I would feel like you maybe have a lot of acidosis in that area and then your body is bringing water. If, if that, if you have acidosis and then the juice is kind of fluffing that up and to get rid of it, like sloughing it off the side. What is acidosis? Um, it's when your body is more acidic than it is alkaline. Okay. And the intercellular, the fluid around those cells, if it's more acidic, mm-hmm. then your cells are kind of sitting in that acid waste. It's okay. the waste of the cells. And if it's kind of sitting in that, it tends to lead more to sick cells than it does the healthy cells that okay. have an alkaline environment, more of a saline environment, more of an environment around those cells where if your cells are constantly pooping into the intercellular fluid, but then your intercellular fluid, the lymph system, isn't cleaning that all out, okay. then your cells are just kind of sitting in waste. Okay. And if you think about that kind of environment, like more of a sewer environment, more than the clean environment that you want it to be washed in all the time, yeah, it's it'll build up like acidosis or acidic waste. Okay. And then your cells start to deteriorate because your cells do better so much in an alkaline environment. Like the blood, if it goes into an acidic environment, if it the pH goes into acid over mm-hmm. versus P, uh, alkaline, you die. 
Mm-hmm. So your body will always keep your blood alkaline mm-hmm. at whatever cost. Mm-hmm. So, but in our cellular fluids, the fluid around the cells, it doesn't necessarily do that. So that's why we have so much uh, acidosis buildup in our body mm-hmm. through our lymphatic system. Right. So by hydrating the body, when I talked about lemons and grapes being really astringent, they mm-hmm. pull that waste and that mucus that's been building up kind of like a sludge around the oh, cells. Okay. They start to pull that out from the cells. Okay. So maybe organic grapes the... would be good for my situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Grapes, lemons, but for your body, well, if you're, so in your stomach, if you start experiencing bloating, a lot of times if you have a super acidic part of your body, your body will hold water weight in that area to protect the area while the okay. acidic waste is coming out. So you could just, the more time you juice, the more acidic waste that will be pulled out and the less bloating you'll have. Okay. Because so you kind of just want to juice until like the bloating is gone. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. So what are some other things that could happen? You could experience, um, when I first did my juicing, I got cold and flu-like symptoms that everybody in the office was getting. Mm. So I kind of had this like weird experience where I, I don't think it was associated with my juicing. I think it was associated right. with the same signs and symptoms that like the flu, everybody was getting it. Right. Yeah. And then I got it. And then I was like, like I threw up, I had a headache and I had diarrhea, mm-hmm. but that's not normal. I don't yeah. think for like the <laughs> second day of a juice fast, yeah, yeah. especially for someone coming from raw uh-huh. to juice, that's not a big bump. Yeah. You might expect that from someone going from standard American diet yeah. to a juice, they might have crazy stuff come out of their body. Yeah. I mean, I hear all kinds of stories <laughs> of things that people talk about, like what came out in whether it was their urine being a different color. I mean, we don't even have to get into yeah. it. Because you can have I'm like, like grossly anything. curious for some yeah, reason. Yeah, expect anything. That's what, I mean, detoxification specialists, the ones that go to this class, uh-huh. are so comfortable with talking about any body fluids at yeah. all because it's just so fascinating once you start getting into detoxifying. Yeah. You're like, wow, that was in my body. Yeah. I mean, you start talking about parasites or... Oh my God, it's like so gross. I never thought of, of that. People talk about like when they saw that come out of them, they were like, holy cow, that was in me for how long? I oh my know. gosh, that's so, insane. I never thought of that. Yeah, any wow. kind of stuff can come out of you. Depends on what's in you. Oh. <laughs> so um, uh. I remember one lady sharing the story about how this like orange ball of something like fell out of her and she just like she didn't even take a picture which I was so upset about like when that comes out of you you take a picture <laughs> it was just like weird I mean people uh-huh. have had I've known people that have had cancer tumors fall out of their body through either their nostrils like oh or, my gosh uh, that's cough insane. it up out of their lungs if there's if your body has an avenue of expelling that is close to a hole in your body, uh-huh. that will be the shortest avenue to get it out. So if that's in your stomach, it'll pass it through your digestive system. Uh-huh. But if it's in your sinuses, it'll you, you, it'll come out your nose mm-hmm. or it'll come out your mouth if it's in your lungs. Sometimes your body will even, the same, this happens with skin and a, a zit or something, or if you have like... Um, 
splinter mm-hmm. and you have it for years in your body, your body eventually pushes it to the surface and it forms okay. a little pimple and it pushes it out. On a large scale, when your body has large, say you have a cyst or a large tumor of some kind, mm. your body will push it to the surface. Oh my gosh. Form a avenue no and pop way. it out. And people have pictures and no stories way. and all kinds of things of that. Oh my gosh, I've never heard of body. When your body is in healing mode, yeah, it's like, hey, we're in this mode. Let's get rid of it. Now we finally can. Yeah. And it's like, you know. <laughs> I'm so like intrigued by this. How long does that take to happen, do you think? Well, it depends on the person. I feel like if it was a tumor, it probably would take longer, right? I feel like you'd have to juice for like 100 days or something. Dr. Morris shared a story in class when we were there about a guy who had stomach cancer. And then he said, okay, if and then... There was a news company that was following the story. So he was like, okay, I have I have media that are watching me, watching what I'm doing and mm-hmm. watching what I'm going to recommend. So he recommended his herbs that he does. And then he recommended all 100% fruit. And he said, we're going to put you on straight grapes only. Mm. And he said at day 56 or so, this guy called him and was coughing up black. Oh my black. gosh. And he was like, a little bit scared, Dr. Morris, but he was pretending that he was fine, but he was just like, Ooh, this could be something bad. And he said, okay, just calm down. Like keep on going. Um, you know, if, if it gets to the point where you're in a critical detoxification, you can go to the ER and have them use medical care Mm -hmm. to, to stabilize you. That is totally normal Mm -hmm. because sometimes detoxification episodes or, or they call it crises Mm -hmm. can be a little bit scary. For example, this one, but after that all came out of him, he retested Mm -hmm. for the cancer and it wasn't there anymore. So what the body did was take all that cancer fastest Avenue. He coughed it. Oh my gosh. And then his body didn't have it anymore. So 56 days is what it took for him. Wow. But it just depends on certain people. Like some people are healing from MS. Some people are healing from yeah, thyroid issues. Some people are at different stages. And some people have medical damage that's been done to them. Chemotherapies that they have to reverse on right. top of the original damage. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, but that's an example of like a crazy situation of something that you might experience. It's a little mm-hmm. bit scary. Most yeah, of the yeah. time it'll just be cold and flu-like symptoms are very normal. Is it normal Maybe to have hair loss? Breakouts. Um, some people have had hair loss. Holy Raw Christina even shared about her having hair loss. And she said that after that, my hair grew back way stronger and thicker. So mm. for her, it was her body getting rid of the hair that wasn't wasn't working for her mm-hmm. and then grew back to healthy hair that her body was able to regenerate after yeah, that. Yeah. I've had hair loss, but it was more for stress than anything else. Right, yeah. And it's growing back faster than ever and really great. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say that that wouldn't be something of concern. Like it's gonna stop at some point if mm-hmm. you have hair loss but for women I would say grab a hold of a woman who's juiced before who has that problem and let them kind of coach you through the process so mm-hmm. that you're not freaking out because hair is such an aesthetic thing that's so important right. to us that it really isn't something that you're just gonna be like oh well screw the hair let it all fall <laughs> off you know it's like no it's important for yes. our figure and for our identity yeah. and for our self-confidence yeah so other things 
I think that those are the main ones. If it gets to being worse, you'd want to just be supported by someone who's either gone through that or can walk you through that process. Yeah, yeah. Of what it looks like. It's always good to have someone that you can reach out to that's done it before so that they can right. tell you if it's normal or if it's abnormal or if it even came from the juicing or came from something else. For example, my flu-like symptoms. I yeah. don't think it was from the juicing at all. Mm-hmm. My first day, my second day of juicing, I had to just go, my, my sister, who's a nurse, she more medically hydrated me with mm. like <laughs> sugar water yeah. and like what she would do to a dehydrated patient Yeah, because I was throwing up so much Okay, that I couldn't hold down even a sip of water. Oh, wow. And so she was more medically just hydrating me. So that was my second and third day of juicing Yeah, was like literally just... Mm-hmm. like what I would do in a hospital if I had submitted myself for dehydration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she had like a bag not, on you. Yeah, that's yeah, not uh-huh. a normal thing for juice fast. Yeah. Like it was just because I had had this virus or whatever it was in me mm-hmm. that kind of just attacked me. Whether yeah, it was the yeah. coronavirus or not, we don't know. Because right. <laughs> it was January. <laughs> and huh. people say it came in March. That's so interesting. So. Everybody on my floor, though, swears that they had it before March. Right. <laughs> Who oh, knows? my gosh. Well, well, this is just such an interesting topic. Yeah. I'm so curious now about, like, the detoxing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to you, it just makes me want to juice. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. I mean, you you especially if you're coming from a standard American diet. Yeah. You're going to feel so good, and you're going to have so much energy, and you're going to have so much interesting experiences that if you come from like already being raw mm-hmm. it's not that much of a transition but if you right. come from standard american diet like you're gonna love it if you're into mm-hmm. detoxing you're gonna be like holy cow like this mm-hmm. is amazing you'll yeah. lose weight your skin will look better you probably you might have another thing is you might have like breakouts it depends some people do yeah. some people clear out their skin right yeah it just depends on is your skin a weak part of your body or a strong part of your body mm-hmm. did you have a lot of acidic waste in your skin that's going to come out, yeah. you know, and then it'll start to clear up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. There's all the different things that can happen from someone. Right. But, um, I would recommend after you do your 40 days or however long you're going to do that you break it correctly. Yeah. So you take a fourth, yeah. One fourth of the time that you did juicing to break your fast. Okay. So whatever you did, if you did three days, you take one day to break it. If you did 40 days, you take 10 days to break mm-hmm. it. And break it correctly by doing um, no fat and then just continuing to juice all day and then do one solid fat-free meal that night, like mm-hmm. a fruit meal. That's it. Okay. You know? And then do that for three days. And then for the next three days, do juicing in the morning and then have two fruit meals. Okay. And then the last three days, you know, still juice, but then you have maybe fruit meals and a salad. Yeah. Um, I broke it incorrectly on the sixth day and I had a meal with nuts in it. Uh-huh. And it made me extremely sick. Yeah. I yeah. Called or no, I didn't call as you, but I wanted to call as you at three in the morning, <laughs> healed over with so much pain in my stomach that uh-huh. I thought I was dying and would have to go to the ER and I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. But at the time it was three in the morning and right. he, he I was like, I'm not gonna call someone that we weren't in a relationship. I yeah. was like, I'm not gonna call them at three in the morning. Right. Which now he <laughs> says, You can call me anytime, it doesn't matter. And yeah. he's a paramedic and firefighter. So really mm-hmm. he literally wakes up throughout the night anyway. He doesn't yeah. mind. 
Right. But I didn't know that he would mind at the time. So I didn't call him, but I was in so much pain. I was literally like keeling over. Right. And and why I, was that? Because there was fat in it or? My, my digestive system was not, didn't have any of the enzymes anymore that could digest that amount of fat mm. in the nuts. It was like almonds or something. Yeah. And so it just digestion had stopped mm. and was just like not moving. I ended up throwing it up. And then I was like, the pain subsided to about 50%. And then I was like, oh, that was the cause. Yeah. It was what I had eaten. Because I, before I didn't know what it was. Yeah. As you was like, I could have told you what it was. <laughs> it was the, that meal that you ate that I told you not to eat. Yeah. So <laughs> after like you, you have a salad correct. and stuff. You don't want to do heavy fats. You don't want to do nuts or seeds in the first 10 days. You don't want to do oils. Okay. And you don't want to do cooked. You just want to do raw, light juice or fruit meals and mm-hmm. salads with low fat or fruit fat. Like I had had avocado fat and I felt fine. Mm-hmm. I had coconut fat and I felt fine. When I went to fat from nuts, because they're so dense and hard to digest, mm-hmm. my body was like, I don't know what to do with that. And you really yeah. have to trust that your body has been on juices for 40 days. Mm-hmm. Your digestive system and that whole environment in your body is completely different than when you first started. It didn't digest all yeah. those things for so long. Yeah, yeah. You've got to reintroduce those things slowly if you're going to reintroduce them at all. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That makes so sense. you break it correctly. And then stay raw. Yeah. I love that. That was actually going to be my last question for you was how do you break a juice fast? So you covered it. That was perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And that information is from John Rose and as you, the fourth, Okay. however much you juiced for, take a fourth at that time and add it on to the end. Okay. And then divide it into three parts where you do the first one, just two juices in the fruit. And then Mm -hmm. one one juice and two fruit meals right yeah light no fat Mm -hmm. and then the last one maybe you add in a salad at dinner or something like that okay gotcha well thank you so much for being here today this was so enlightening so interesting as Mm -hmm. always before we head out where can people find you and get in touch with you in the future i am on instagram as michelle underscore debo raw d-e-b-o-r-a-w mm-hmm or you can find me on Facebook for Michelle Deborah, spelled normally D E B O R A H. Or you can email me at Michelle Deborah Ott at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. And as always, everything is going to be linked in the show notes if anyone wants to get in touch with you. But thank you so much for being here today. I'm so glad that you came over and took the time to speak to us. Yeah, this was um, incredible. I loved talking about all this. I feel like we covered so much information and uh, really good quality stuff. So it even went into things that I didn't think that we would talk about. So that's awesome. Well, that always happens. happens. Yeah. So thank you again so much for having me. I really am honored to be on your podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.